0: Hello, from the East Coast to the West Coast and to listeners around the world. Welcome to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. I'm your host, Angeline Marie. Thanks for taking the time to join us. We're broadcasting on Liberty Works Radio Network at libertyworksradionetwork.com and their affiliate stations. Also, don't forget, you can always learn more about our program and find podcasts posted at truthseekersradioshow.com. Today, my guest is Ilana Freeland, and over the years, she's been a teacher, lecturer, storyteller, and writer. She's written for alternative publications, edited stories of survivors of MKUltra and ritual abuse, and is still ghostwriting books on diverse topics. During her undergraduate days, she studied biology. And in June 2014, Farrell House Books released Chemtrails, Harp, and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. Recently, the Australian magazine Nexus published her article on invasive electromagnetic weapons. Freeland is also the author of a fictional American history series called Sabrosa America about the deep politics behind the downfall of the United States since John since John F. Kennedy's assassination. So if you will help me welcome Ilana. How are you doing today, Ilana?
1: Hi, Angeline. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me today. So your book, Chemtrails Harp and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth, What led you to write this book?
1: Well, well, it depends on where you, how far back you go. Um, I had done a great deal of research over 10 years uh, to come to terms with what the downfall of the United States uh, was about. And um, I've been very influenced by the professor at uh, UC Berkeley, uh, Dr. Peter Dale Scott, and his term, deep politics. So I I really took a lot of time to uh, feel my way through what was going on in the back rooms of government, military, uh, defense corporations that uh, Dwight Eisenhower warned us of. When he was leaving office, uh, the military industrial complex. So I had done all this research and I had, I don't know, maybe 100 files in my file drawers. And, and the publisher uh, at Farrell House, Adam Parfrey, asked me if I thought I could write a book on chemtrails. And I had a file on chemtrails and I had another file on HARP, the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Project up in Gakona, Alaska. An ionospheric heater. But I didn't at that time know that they were connected. So um, I'd done some work for Adam before editing. And I said, yeah, I think I could write a book on it. Uh, little did I know that I would then spend um, uh, several years in this topic. Because the more I learned about it, the more I realized how dangerous it was to all of life. And um, I, the book came out in 2014. took about a year to write and um, it has done very well. Uh, I'm spending all my time now, pretty much, uh, writing the next book, which will be the next phase of the HARP chemtrails operation, uh, and it's called by the military the space fence. And so that's uh, that's really calling on all my talents uh, for research and writing. Um, I I've been uh, a slave to my Facebook site. Uh, for the book. Ever since the book came out, I went on coast to coast uh, and suddenly uh, was just absolutely overwhelmed by hundreds of people. And now um, my Facebook site has uh, several thousand members. Uh, It's a closed site. and, And I try to make it very educational for the layman to discover exactly what is going on in our skies. So it's been amazing. It's an amazing journey uh, into the national security um, of the United States, the black projects, the black budget, all of that has played a a very large role in what we're seeing in the skies. Though most people, Angeline, don't really know what they're looking at when they look up. You know, and that's
0: something I wanted to go to next. Chemtrails is the first word in the title so obviously that's where I'm going to start. But to get to your point that you just brought up, I was with a co-worker Friday and she asked me what I was going to do this week and I told her I was going to interview you. And she, when I told her about, I said, so have you ever noticed these chemtrails? She had the deer in the headlights look. So a lot of people have no idea what they're seeing up there today. So that's kind of one, where I wanted to start. Now, a lot of my audience does know, but maybe there's somebody who's gonna be driving in their car listening to this show and maybe they're they're not uh, familiar with chemtrails versus say contrails. So could we start there? What what are chemtrails and what are they doing with these chemtrails today?
1: The word chemtrails just because it has been so blasphemed in the mainstream media as tinfoil hat nonsense, it comes from the actually surprisingly Ironically, uh, from the US Air Force Academy, um, they originally used the word on as the title of one of their chemistry courses for their cadets uh, in preparation for them to go up and lay these chemical trails and that's basically what it is chemical trails. Um, when you think of jets flying and uh, many people have been convinced again by the disinformation, in the mainstream media, that what they're looking at are contrails, which would basically be water vapor at a certain altitude uh, with a certain humidity. Um, th- that just doesn't really exist. And it's bizarre to me that um, if you go back and on the Internet, you can sometimes find films of uh, planes, airplanes, not jets, flying uh, back in the 30s and 40s, even maybe even back to the 20s right after. After World War One, which, as you may remember, was completely a chemical war uh, uh, with many, many airplanes laying terrible chemicals that killed millions, um, you see, uh, you can see a condensation coming out the back. But that isn't water vapor. Uh, what you're seeing in all of those, even into the 40s and the 50s, you're seeing chemicals. And part of the story is that uh, all jet fuel now, uh, it's gone from being what it's called JP, Jet Propulsion 6, to Jet Propulsion 8, JP8. Uh, what you're seeing are chemical additives in the uh, fuel that um, is being laid. And the great question to chemtrails activists has been not, uh, gee, are we seeing contrails or chemtrails, but what is it that they're adding to the jet fuel as they lay these chemicals. Now, some of those chemicals in the jet fuel are obviously uh, for all sorts of purposes uh, of uh, jet fuel uh, efficiency, uh, making sure that, that, you know, you've got uh, the fuel ratio uh, correct with the combustion engine. uh, And they have um, even, you know, now they have tremendous uh, bypass, high bypass fan Engines, uh, everything's for efficiency and uh, and for uh, economics, but not not all of it. And so, one of the arguments that we've been having in the Chemtrail movement is: is there a separate system that can be activated by the pilot uh, to correspond to uh, and maybe add into what's coming out the exhaust from uh, just jet engine fuel and um that that question is still a very alive question um and sometimes we even really get hot under the collar over it because we're observing from way down on the earth you know those those jets are all the way from 26,000 to 35,000 feet above us as they're laying those chemical trails so we're operating without the uh the fly on the wall at nasa noaa the epa we have to uh, in a way retrofit what we can see and observe from here and now and then the occasional whistleblower who comes from nasa noaa etc so what i would say to people is when you look up and I'm living in the Pacific Northwest. What area are you in, Angeline? I'm in uh,
0: Southwest Florida, and I see them every day. And the thing is, I grew up in Florida, and I remember as a child seeing just clear blue skies much of the time. And now we rarely ever get just a, a clear blue sky, it's this no, cloud you cover don't. all day.
1: Right. And you're living down where one of our, our most uh, pit bull activists, Harold Safe, lives. And Harold has a, a wonderful uh, site, uh, chemtrailsplanet, uh, dot com, and he puts up uh, articles all the time that he writes himself and, and pulls out of the uh, various Internet media. Um, what, what you're looking at are chemicalized clouds, and how do I know that? Well, you and I lived a long time ago, and we remember uh, cumulus clouds, we remember some cirrus clouds, stra- uh, uh, stratosphere-type clouds very high up. Um, what we're seeing now in this murkiness that is being added to over and over again by jets flying is uh, we're seeing plasma clouds more and more. And what I mean by plasma, most people will think of the uh, circulatory system in the body when they hear the word plasma, but the plasma in the physics sense is the fourth state of matter. It's, it's a gas that can be heated and actually um, uh, turned almost to a fire state. Uh, And that, if I were going to say what would be behind the so-called global warming, I would have to say it certainly is not carbons. That is an entire cover story to uh, keep people from realizing the military uh, operations that our sky is, uh, that, that depend upon a sky being kept in a plasma ionized state and um this is all new to people
0: okay ilana hold that thought listeners today our guest is ilana freeland author of chemicals harp and the full spectrum dominance of planet earth we'll be back momentarily on the truth seekers radio show
2: 855-371-FAST. 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 855-371-3278. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Want to lose weight? Then turn your body into a furnace that literally melts the fat away. That's exactly what Thermometer does. Thermometer is uniquely formulated with patented ingredients like bitter orange, brown seaweed, and decaffeinated green tea. Their combined thermogenic properties boost up your metabolism and turn up the heat in your body so you melt the fat away without any jittery side effects. Thermometer is not available in stores. It's only available to listeners of this station. We're giving away 100 free bottles right now to anyone who enrolls in our special trial offer call now for your risk-free trial offer 800-430-4147 800-430-4147 800-430-4147 one more time 800-430-4147
0: Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. Today, my guest is Alana Freeland, author of Chemicals, Harp, and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. Okay, Alana, pick up where you left off before
1: the break. Um, we're not. We're accustomed to now and then hearing about our military and our government using people as human guinea pigs in uh, discreet ways. Programs like MKUltra, what we're seeing now is actually being distributed in our atmosphere, which means we all breathe what is being distributed. And um, when I was writing the Chemtrails Harp and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth book, I was mainly able to get information about. NATO countries, not about China, not about Russia, etc. So I concentrated on NATO countries, and I was highly aware that uh, through, I think it was Croatia, that uh, I realized it, that when a country is accepted to NATO, the first thing that happens is they are uh, smeared with chemtrails, and it will not stop, Uh, especially the small uh, developing country economies uh get a really heavy dose uh, of them um, so i I began to see that, and of course all this time we're all taking pictures on our digital cameras and posting them on the internet. We're all looking, looking, looking at the sky, looking at the weather systems, looking at this fake snow that will not burn, looking at uh, various weird particles and fibers and even red blood cells that are falling in the rain. All of these collections and photographs have slowly, as you can imagine, over time come together into a cohesive picture of how our atmosphere, our lower atmosphere, what's called the troposphere, uh, is now completely connected to the upper atmosphere. All the way into the ionosphere and um, this is for many purposes. We needed the military program. If you go back to the 80s, you may remember what used to be called the Star Wars program. This was the strategic defense initiative of Ronald Reagan. George H.W. Bush and Dick Cheney. And this was uh, to be a missile defense, uh, a uh, a shield program. We were going to be able to look over the horizon, be able to see some enemy's missile coming, and we could dispose of it in space. Uh, So what happened instead was, first of all, it was renamed while the research continued under Clinton. And then it sort of just uh, evaporated it just sort of what we call in research went black and going black means the public doesn't hear about it anymore because some great devastating weapon capability has been discovered and um, now congress needs to be partially lied to in order to get the funding for this black project but they didn't want congress to know everything about the black project the next thing that happened was that would have been the mid-80s at the same time um eastland bernard eastland uh had his patent his 1987 patent on harp the high frequency active rural research project and that that went active very quietly with a good cover story that it was in league with the University of Alaska up in Gakona, and it was going to uh, sort of research the ionosphere and uh, and the aurora borealis, et cetera. So it was a benign program. But when um, Dr. Nick Begich, who lived up there, and Gene Manning, a, a writer friend of his, looked at uh, the harp that was being built just miles from their homes, uh, they realized that this was far beyond uh, a research project. And so uh, Nick wrote a book at that time called Angels Don't Play This Harp. Uh, he wrote it with Gene and and it It was very detailed, it was loaded with research Uh, It had many questions Which had yet to be answered Uh, And that that was the beginning Of public interest In this very nifty acronym uh, Of HARP He too was looking up We were all looking up. Uh, At the same time, about four years after Nick's book came out, Clifford Carnicom, an independent scientist living in New Mexico, which is very arid, as you know, northern New Mexico, uh, he started noticing things, uh, especially the chemtrails, laid from from horizon to horizon every day, uh, many, many of them, 20, 30, 40 on a day. And he began collecting fragments that seemed to fall in the wake of the chemtrails and he had a HEPA filter and being a trained scientist who used to work for the Department of Defense and uh, the Bureau of Land Management he understood how to do the research in a very contained conservative way so that he would know what he was looking at and he is the one who really made the connection between how ill people were getting in the late 90s uh, in the wake again of these chemical trails and whatever was falling from them, leading all the way from flu symptoms to open lesions of what is known now as Morgellons disease. And um, Clifford was able to collect the uh, the fibers and fragments and and do chemical analysis of them. Grow uh, whole cultures in petri dishes in his home, all on a shoestring budget. No big uh, corporation was giving him any grant monies, uh, and he was able to uh, set up a website, and it's called uh where he would post his scientific papers on various stages of his research into this, strange, what turned out to be a very strange little geoengineered creature uh, that we call Morgellons. So I was living in New Mexico um, for five years and became friends serendipitously with Clifford And we would go out to breakfast, and Clifford and I would end up spending our entire breakfast time talking about the chemtrails. So for me, um, it all became a living issue when I gave him a sample of my blood and my saliva, and we looked under his high-powered microscope, and I saw uh, how this little creature was eating uh, my red blood cells. And up to that time, I think I thought that only the people with the lesions uh, somehow had uh, this creature in them, uh, and it was then that I realized we've all breathed them in. So I've already now told you of one uh, operation which is going on uh, along with the chemtrails, and that is the biological delivery system of various... um, uh, types of uh, genetically engineered and organic, inorganic creatures, nanobots, uh, also with microprocessors and sensors on a nanoscale in them. All of this so tiny and, and so uh, coming upon us with such a surprise to realize we live in a nanoparticulate world of science that has is and there are various systems our water our our, our GMO foods uh, our uh, sky all of these are delivery systems for a variety of military invested uh, experiments uh, for the sake of what they would like to see happen in the future which as you may know is what they ca- like to call in a in a a sort of nice way enhanced humanity but if you really read the fine print on it, on transhumanism and the so called singularity, you realize that um, there, there is a vast experiment going on through the delivery system that can um, enter our lungs and from there our blood system and from there the tissues of our entire body uh, and you can, they can uh, deliver any number of things if it's on a nano scale. So, 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 Ilana, far,
0: are you saying these are like mini antennae that are in us, and that well, they're going
1: to somehow
0: use that down the well, road? Well, I think
1: you may have seen an article a couple of years ago when it was admitted that um, many sensors, s e n s o r s, had been released into the environment. I mean, it was just said as a sort of off-the-cuff remark in a mainstream media article, uh, and I at that time did not quite know what that meant either, but now, yes, I am saying that on a nanoscale, the chemtrails that are being laid over our heads have many things in them. Uh, some of them are heavy metals, uh, which are highly conduct, and that... Uh, that would be uh, aluminum, barium, strontium, titanium, um, sometimes lithium. All of these uh, heavy metals are on a nano scale and um, they fall at varying rates depending upon their density and size. And uh, these are primarily for. Communications. And that's one of the military operations that an ionized plasma sky really helps along. And you think about what a wireless world we live in now and how it was pushed through, and how all the cell towers are being pushed through, despite the fact that whole neighborhoods and regions are attempting to keep them out of their children's schools and and away from the rooftops of libraries and and other public buildings but these are being pushed through basically by the 1996 telecommunications act which uh, makes it very clear that uh, that local governments have no say in where or when or how cell phone towers will be put up and you know, all of this has been done, I would say covertly, but in a sense, um, simply quietly. It's all been done in front of us. And what have they done? it? They, they said it had to do with our own convenience, our ability to uh, have cell phone conversations wherever and whenever we please. But really what these are, are what the military likes to call dual-use technologies, In other words, you can make money off of them by selling them to consumers, but at the same time, you can make use of them for military objectives. So you have the heavy metals falling, and we're breathing those, and they are in our tissues. And heavy metals are not good for human beings, and they're not good for animals, and they're not good for the soil. The soil is turning uh, in a in a way that an alkaline way that will not serve growing it will certainly not help organics grow but as you know uh monsanto was able to come out with an aluminum resistant seed uh just about the same time as these chemtrails began to lay aluminum uh, over us so um so there are many as you can see uh there are many corporations that are uh, making money off of uh, off of this technology Weather is another thing that is being engineered And that has to do with communications It has to do with uh, one microwave tower after another Being able to assist in moving weather systems across the nation And um, heightening them uh, may- Making like this snowstorm back east now and in the, news, all the newspapers are saying, well, this is climate change. This is what we're facing if we don't pay our, our carbon taxes, uh, when the real truth is these weather systems are being promulgated out in the South Pacific and then moved by a variety of instruments all the way across the nation, bypassing California, as you well know, four years of drought now with minor rainfalls, that uh, help some areas just barely squeak by. But the breadbasket that California used to be is no more.
0: Okay, Elana, hold that thought, listeners, today our guest is Ilana Freeland, author of Chemicals, Harp and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. We'll be back momentarily on the Truth Seekers radio show.
2: 855-371-FAST 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 855-371-3278 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Want to lose weight? Then turn your body into a furnace that literally melts the fat away. That's exactly what Thermometer does. Thermometer is uniquely formulated with patented ingredients like bitter orange, brown seaweed, and decaffeinated green tea. Their combined thermogenic properties boost up your metabolism and turn up the heat in your body so you melt the fat away without any jittery side effects. Thermometer is not available in stores. It's only available to listeners of this station. We're giving away 100 free bottles right now to anyone who enrolls in our special trial offer call now for your risk-free trial offer 800-430-4147 800-430-4147 800-430-4147 one more time 800-430-4147
0: Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. Today my guest is Alana Freeland, author of Chemicals, Harp, and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. Okay, Alana, pick up where you left off before the
1: break. So there is a large consortium of elite globalists invested in this that have a variety of operations uh, being run by Uh, military NATO military and that would include the United States military Uh, and um, some nations appear to be waking up to this perhaps they have been awake perhaps they've had some disagreement with the NATO forces I don't know but certainly Russia and China are developing the same kind of technology in which weather can be engineered communications can be ongoing without any uh, fear of them falling out uh, due to weather, because the weather is being engineered and controlled. Uh, You keep an ionized atmosphere. You can have all sorts of wireless operations going on all the time, whereas that used to not be true. I mean, you really can't run electromagnetic operations unless you have a, a, a relatively good amount of particulates in the atmosphere. And we had pollution before, which provided some of the particulates, but not nearly enough for these operations. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's kind of how I see this. And when we were, um, we were listening to the various conferences on climate that have happened, I don't know, there were like six or seven this last year. And then the Sustainable Development Conference, which uh, occurred in New York in September... I was li- I just always kind of listening for the maybe just once, the word military. Maybe just some reference someone would make to, gee, is it really the fault of our automobiles that we're in this extreme weather, climate change problem? Or could it be that the military has a very large investment in uh, all of this? And the military-industrial complex, i.e., Wall Street, weather derivatives, uh, you know, uh, hedge funds, is—is is there a chance that the fat cats are really making money? No, no one said a word. Ilana, you were,
0: you were talking about. You brought up Nick Begich and Harp. Can you tell us what is Harp Technology and how does that play into this whole thing that you're talking about today?
1: Well, HARP technology, and that's the way to say it too, Angeline, uh, because the, uh, the HARP uh, uh, phased array antenna uh, farm up in Gakona, Alaska, it is still operant. It was shut down uh, to be retooled for about a year, year and a half, hard to say how long. Uh, and then now the story is at first it was, oh, we're just going to shut it down. Oh, we're just going to take it apart. Oh, I knew that would never happen because that ionospheric heater was so valuable to be able to give us real data on on setting up a power relay between the upper atmosphere of the ionosphere and the lower atmosphere that we breathe I knew they could not take it apart. On the other hand, it was operating at such a power level. I mean, it needed enough power to go up, to send a ray of uh, radio frequency up, 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 thousands of miles to the ionosphere and really light a patch on fire practically with plasma with, with popping electrons off of atoms up there, enough juice to hit that ionosphere so that it stimulated it to f- just overflow with energy that then came down the magnetic lines of force all the way down to our troposphere and they were able to steer that energy and utilize it in such a way that they saw how they could, if they could just maintain a certain ionized level down here, they could run massive operations, uh, with some of which are benign. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you call weather benign, but it, 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 it can be. it it could be used for good uh and there would be the price tag for uh creatures like us and our animals we would have to pay the price in that we're breathing this atmosphere filled with nanoparticulates of heavy metals and other um other scientific persuasions have jumped on board and Stuck their biological experiments Onto the polymers that are coming down With the heavy metals I mean, the price is considerable And I think uh, they don't care they, they need to have this happen Because they want a global grid That they are in total control of And, and the harp, uh was really the missing piece What it revealed was the missing piece to the Star Wars defense system. So they have been able to resurrect the old SDI program and really make something out of it that will be, in my opinion, and that's the book I'm writing now, will be absolute uh, global lockdown on every aspect of life. Uh, And it sounds insane, unless you realize that a certain psychopathic mental persuasion is always rewarded in uh, this part of the world. And that is what this is. Um, HARP was retooled to match other ionospheric heaters in the world. We had several at that time. We had ISCAT in Norway. We had Arecibo down in... Puerto Rico, we have one in Brazil they're, they're all over the place and now they're able to uh, make miniature HARPS, miniature ionospheric heaters to serve in the global network of this instrument of weather control biological control neurological control and um, that is where we are now, um, it's pretty much all set up. Uh, every tower, cell tower, Gwen tower, every nexrad, those golf ball-looking things near radio stations, all of these are playing a role. Even wind farms—they're all set at a certain frequency to be pulsed at a certain pulse, all to uh, shepherd weather across the nation for various purposes. Uh, and uh, and for other uh, other experiments going on on the human being, and uh, and nature herself. I mean, that's how big this is. Uh, I had no idea when I set out to write the first book of what I was looking at, because the the scope itself uh, makes people either cringe or laugh, because how can we? Just the normal people going about our business. How can we imagine a system that is to be based entirely on artificial intelligence? It'll all be run by AI when it's completely finished. Uh, How are we to imagine that even the global elites would want to live in such a such a prison of their own making
0: okay ilana let's take our last break listeners today our guest is ilana freeland author of chemicals harp and the full spectrum dominance of planet earth we'll be back momentarily on the truth seekers radio show
2: want to lose weight? Then turn your body into a furnace that literally melts the fat away. That's exactly what Thermometer does. Thermometer is uniquely formulated with patented ingredients like bitter orange, brown seaweed, and decaffeinated green tea. Their combined thermogenic properties boost up your metabolism and turn up the heat in your body so you melt the fat away without any jittery side effects. Thermometer is not available in stores. It's only available to list of this station, we're giving away 100 free bottles right now to anyone who enrolls in our special trial offer. Call now for your risk-free trial offer, 800-430-4147, 800-430-4147, 800-430-4147. One more time, 800-430-4147. You can't afford to wait. So call, call 800-965-1291, 800-965-1291, 800-965-1291.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. Today, my guest is Ilana Freeland, author of Chemicals, Harp, and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. Ilana, in your book, you talk about ionizing the atmosphere. Could you tell us what does that exactly mean, ionizing the atmosphere?
1: Well, let me give you um, a a picture of what it feels like to live in an ionized atmosphere. I don't know if it was... True in Florida, but up here in the cool, sort of moist Pacific Northwest, we had, <clears throat> we've had we had a few summers, and the one last year, going all the way from May through August, was so unusual. First of all, there was not a drop of rain for four months. Um, there would be... Now and then a sort of fog, but it was more a smog, more like an electromagnetic smog that would sort of descend and then poof, gone. Um, If a bit of rain fell, it was dry within... Minutes. Unheard of. All of those are symptoms of the presence of electricity, of something electrical. It's not a normal heat and it's uh, drying things up fast. In fact, even the so called fog is dry and the rain is dry in, in, in moments. And people, I heard people in town, and I live in a town where absolutely no one knows anything about what I write and they certainly don't know anything about chemtrails they just think it's a joke Uh, I heard people over and over saying oh isn't it hot today I feel like I'm in a microwave oven and that is the key your senses will tell you this is not normal air this is not a normal summer this is not a normal winter when people are getting snow and we're going to hear what kind of snow they're getting back east soon uh, as they're being absolutely uh, inundated by engineered snow but this snow is uh, nucleated snow and it it burns it doesn't melt it burns you cannot melt it um what does this say this is this is like an artificial it's like someone is making mother nature artificial and um the ionized atmosphere that is how you can tell it's there because of course it's invisible we're living in an era of invisibles now very challenging to people oriented to their senses You have to really be able to think your way through this, and it's bizarre. I have a master's in historiography, and, you know, I'm trained in research, and uh, I received honors for my thesis uh, on a man who had discovered that, no, you don't just need documentation and have the experts uh, say this, that, and the other. What you really need is to be able to see where even evidence has been removed. And what that would signify about what you're researching. And that's, that's what I've discovered in this process. And now I'm, I'm writing a book on the space fence, which absolutely depends upon an ionized atmosphere. Because by ionizing the atmosphere, all manner of wireless technologies 24-7 can operate And meanwhile, all that ionized and non-ionizing radiation are going through our bodies, through our our soft tissues, and they are impacting us. We are not creatures that should be living around this amount of radiation, whether you're talking ionized radiation, which would be like nuclear radiation, or you're talking about non-ionizing radiation like cell phone towers, uh, cell phones, wireless, uh, uh, wireless cordless phones. We're not supposed to be living in this kind of an atmosphere. And coupled with the fact that now the atmosphere is being ionized daily by chemtrails dumping and radio frequency and microwaves hitting those particulate metals, those conductive metals, and activating our environment, and that is what we're breathing.
0: Now, I want to you, you, you use you the word. Uh, uh-huh. Use the word "space fence." What explain what space fence is?
1: The space fence is not something new. It came out with the SDI program in the eighties, and at that time, it was completely about the idea of, as the SDI said, shielding our nation from ICBMs and other weapons coming in from the sky, space weapons, uh, atmospheric weapons, Uh, and uh, it was laid to rest along with the SDI program in the 90s until they could get more information from the HARP program as to how they could keep this atmosphere battery ready, ionized, um, like an antenna, like the entire atmosphere is now an antenna, how could they do that? The military bigwigs at the uh, the Joint Chiefs of Staff at the Pentagon and the scientists said, "How can we keep it?" And Harp is the one who showed them how to do it. That's what the space fence will depend on now that there is a terrestrial counterpart to it. We have the satellites above. We have over-the-horizon technologies that can keep track of everything in miles above the Earth. We have the ISS, the space, uh, International Space Station up there. We are sending rockets up all the time uh, sounding rockets that really just go up high uh, and then come back down to the earth but meanwhile spreading huge trails of aluminum oxide of lithium of various chemical again conductive chemical components and then all of this has to do with the space fence and when Edward Snowden came out a few years ago and gave this great revelation about how we're all being surveilled. Well, I'd known that for ten years. You know, my phone was being tapped in 1996. Um, I knew we were all all being surveilled because they have the huge computers that can record all that. And after the Patriot Act of 2001, it was obvious that they were going to define a terrorist. Ex post facto First they pick you up Then they define how you fit the terrorist bill So I knew surveillance was going on But the space fence With its artificial intelligence With all the towers And the cell phones All the electronics that we have now been given By the military I might remind you it was all the military had all this A generation before we did Computers, cell phones, televisions, you name it. We now are wired and we are plugged in to this battery-ready antenna-like atmosphere so that the surveillance that can go on now is not just your phone and you in your car and finding your house on Google map. No. I'm talking about a surveillance that goes all the way to the sensors and the microprocessors in your bloodstream. They can follow everything from space, from land, doesn't really matter because they have the computer power. All of this is one package that spells a fascist control over all life on Earth. So, Alana,
0: are you saying they could do mind control? They could control your nervous system, your actions? I mean, can it get to behaviors and
1: things like that? Absolutely, because every, every emotion you have, every thought you have has a frequency. And all they need to do is pulse that frequency and fine-tune that little dial to find your thoughts
0: Elena, why don't you tell the listeners how they can find out more about you online and find your book? Where could they go to find it?
1: Well, I, I do have a blog site, but the truth is I haven't had any time to develop it, so don't go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> go to uh, my Facebook site. You can find uh, my personal Facebook site, so, so-called personal Uh, at Ilana Freeland. And then I have another closed site that you need to ask permission to join at Ilana Freeland, Chemtrails, Harp, and the Full Spectrum. And um, that is a very educational site. I have many great workers, great chemtrail activists um, pouring information into that site and discussing things. Uh, And then as far as my book... Chemtrails, harp, and the full spectrum dominance of Planet Earth. Um, that is available at Amazon. You can also order it directly from the publisher, Farrell House. He he might still have a few signed copies. I don't know, uh, but those are the two ways I recommend. I have many interviews um, up on the net in various places. I don't. I I never look. <laughs> so um, yes, I, I really. I really hope people, I know people don't read anymore. They count on that, you know. They count on us not reading. Um, but please try to read this book. And you don't have to read all the footnotes. There are over 600 footnotes. I think I just wanted to beat to death uh, these silly conspiracy theory nonsense uh, regarding this technology. Um, only those people who are researching further need to read the footnotes.
0: And you've done a really good job. And thank you so much for giving us this time listeners today my guest has been ilana freeland she's the author of chemtrails harp and the full spectrum dominance of planet earth check out her book you can find it on amazon and until next week on the True seekers radio show god bless